Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and I am joined, as I am every week, by Miles. Hello, Miles. Hello. And also by Jackie. Hey, also me. And the three of us do this podcast on the anime JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the David production one that's been going since 2012. And we've been going strong since 2016. So what's, what's the deal, David Pro? Have we managed to cover all your anime and then some? While uh, you just sit around with these giant gaps between arcs, huh? Maybe they're working hard. Yeah, maybe. And this week we are going to be covering episode 19 of Stone Ocean, which is called Birth of the Green, whatever that means. I think you guys have an idea of what that means now. <laughs> is it think- like Birth of the Cool, though? Hmm? I don't know that phrase. It's a Miles Davis album. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I mean, we we saw a green thing be born. We saw green. We saw yeah, birth. We saw a lot of other things this week. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to get to all of that in just a little bit. But first, we need to take a look at our... Uh, man... <clears throat> I, I feel like I had one while watching it. Green gossip. Yeah. We need oh, to nice. look at the birth of green gossip. And by that, I mean gossips or emails sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. If you have anything interesting to say or ask, you can be on the podcast as well. Well, we, you're not going to be on it. You'll, we'll just read your email. Well, what's the difference? You know what I mean? Your <laughs> thoughts, this recording... End of story. Our voices. We're not guaranteed to read your email either. That yeah, yeah, that's why I said interesting. Yeah, don't be boring or annoying. Yeah. So many people write these racist screeds <laughs> and expect us to read them. Well, I never said they didn't have to be, you know, they can be racist. They no, just they have can. to be interesting. <laughs> I'm just saying So many from yay at west.com. <laughs> Look, Kanye, you're uh, you're out of your mind. But if you want to come on the podcast, we'll talk about it. Okay. I agree with that. He can he can come on the pod. He's too impulsive and stupid <laughs> to be taken seriously for my taste. Um, I would just try to redirect him back to JoJo's. It's like, yeah, that's interesting. Now moving back to anime, you like fashion. <laughs> JoJo likes fashion. Anyway, this email is from Chad, and it is entitled "FF doesn't deserve all the bad stuff that happens to them just because they can survive it." Aloha JJB Pod Ohana. Here are some JoJo voice connections from Birth of the Green. Helmeted crybaby enemy stand user DNG is voiced by Ryota Takeuchi, who also voiced the unnamed trainer from the spoke Rohan Kishibe The Run, and a memory T cell from Cells at Work. High strung enemy stand user Guchio is voiced by Hiro Shimono, who also voiced the equally high strung lightning powered blonde haired demon slayer Zenitsu Amagatsu from Demon Slayer. Kimetsu no Yaiba. That's a lot of words. Strangely sycophantic stand Yo-Yo Ma is voiced by legendary voice actor Kape Yamaguchi, who has also voiced, among shows the pot has covered, L from Death Note, Ranma, male, wow. from Ranma 1 half, along with the David Pro version of Forever, the orangutan uh, enemy stand user, and Shigechi from Part 4. I hope everyone is happy and healthy. Mahalo, Chad. 
P.S. I'm certain Araki didn't know while he was writing part 6 back in 2000-2003 that in 2009 there would be a Hawaii-based reggae band named The Green, but there's an unplanned reference. And cool. yeah, they are still going. They're on Easy Star Records. Uh, who would have thought a reggae band would be called The Green? What could that mean? What could it mean? I don't know. Does it mean pot? I don't know all this like. I mean, I, I, I am <laughs> I am drawing that and now worried that if I look at their things, they're like, they are actually not Rastafari. Just they're like, all favorite. The coincidence is they're all their favorite colors are green. And they're also all babies. They were also just born. <laughs> oh, they're oh, the right. birth of the green. Because the new green means like a, you're new. They met and started practicing in the uh, post-delivery ward of the hospital. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird to see a voice actor for an enemy stand. What the JoJo Wiki calls a tertiary enemy, by the way. Poor. Uh, what is that supposed to mean? Th- they they define it as a tertiary enemy is a enemy that only shows up for one or two arcs. Okay. I couldn't give you an example of primary and second. Well, primary is primary is like Dio. Dio is obviously or Kira. Yes, yes, the big big bads. Um, oh, or maybe like a secondary would be like um, uh, was it Red Hot Chili Pepper? Yeah, that yes. was kind of like a a, bait a temporary and big bad. Like he yeah. was he was big for a little while, but then like nobody cares about him after a while. Yeah, he was replaced he's by Kira. Probably secondary, maybe primary, but I haven't I haven't looked. Yeah. Um, at their the directory but uh i don't know why I, I sidetracked myself on that one okay i was talking about this stand user so so it's its name is yo-yo ma because <laughs> the subtitle said like dang or something <laughs> no damaga or something uh right? we'll get the dang when you read it as dang when you were taking notes i started laughing because <laughs> i it was weird to see it uppercase without any punctuation it i was like yeah that looks like dang uh-huh. Um we'll we'll get into it in a little bit because okay. we're not we're not done with the housekeeping side of things. Okay. Um Chad also adds an opinion to the to the title and then doesn't That FF expand. doesn't deserve all the stuff that happens yeah. to them. Yeah. Look, I I agree with what you're saying, but JoJo protagonists and deuteragonists have often taken massive damage. I think if you, I think they they yeah, Araki just the human like. Ones. Well, let's let's abuse this character. Could can FF die? Like, what does that yeah. what does that look like? At this point, you like, kill? they've taken so much. They've literally been on an electric chair, and they <laughs> yeah. should be weaker against electric types because they're a water type. Yeah, I think they either would have to be sufficiently electrocuted for like I guess a longer period of time or whatever the hell didn't happen in that execution room, or they have to dry out forever mm. forever dry out like mm. drop them into the desert and leave them there they're dead that's mm. true of most people but they just need moisture yeah we all need a little moisture yeah. you like seal them in a room that has like zero percent humidity and like i don't know just dry it out but again it, yeah with a longer period of time that's true for us and just too. like pour sand on them <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah you just pour sand on them just but like he, like put them in an hourglass you just put them in an hourglass and then just like who has a big enough hourglass um jafar in aladdin oh <laughs> right okay the real person 
I guess we're not talking about villains, real person. Villains can find a giant hourglass if That's they true. needed one. <laughs> true. So again, that was an email sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Folks, we have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, you can support the show for as little as $1 a month. And that gets you access to the Patreon feed, which includes the occasional piece of cut audio from the show. Uh, you get to read Miles' weekly cultural reference newsletter. And uh, any other behind-the-scenes or extra projects that we think of might go on there. For $3 a month, you get the same benefit, but also we will say thank you out loud on the podcast like this. So thank you so much to Blu-ray. Brian. Mm. Nombre no digas. <laughs> Daniel. Dalton. Madison. Soliloquy. Kassoon. Lord Zendar. Jumbo. Katie. Bloof. Dylan. Nocturnal. Caden. Austin. I ran out of voices. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Tim. Tyler. Camila. And Chad. And put a and bunch Chad. of echoes. Put a bunch of echoes behind. Why can't Chad. now? You, you went, you said immediately add a bunch of echoes. No, right. do it. But I don't know if I'll try. Could you also drop in 80 air horns? Yes. <laughs> okay. I rip our listeners' ears, I guess. <laughs> anyway, yes. <clears throat> Thank you all so much for supporting us via patreon.com slash jjbpod. And uh, may we mourn the one solid $15 tier where you get to tell us what to watch because these days we're watching JoJo, baby. It's good, though. It is good. We like it. Yeah. We don't like having people give us money, but we don't wait. We don't like not having people give us money. <laughs> we like money. <laughs> we like money. That's the new name of the podcast. <laughs> Birth of the green. Birth of the green. So my question is, is this an evolution stand? First of all, I'm, yeah, I guess I, in advance, I should apologize to you, Jackie. I think I, I fed you wrong info during the episode. Okay. Because I have memories of how this manga went and then false memories of how this manga went. But okay. anyway. Well, we're still going to. Because of an enemy we're still stand? We're going to talk no. about that theory. We're still going to theorize. No, Miles, just my own stupid brain, I think, is, is the problem here. That's the enemy. The biggest. That's the. The primary enemy. Of yeah, us you know all. how there's the persistence of memory. Well, there's also the treachery of memory, and all the clocks are rock solid. Uh, so this is based on chapters seventy-five to seventy-nine of the Stone Ocean manga. I really love that chapter seventy-six's original chapter title was "The Boy and the Bone." That's that's <laughs> a really good title. The Boy and the Bone. So yeah, this manga was written in like the Sword and late, the Stone, late June, early July, twenty two thousand one. Mm, good year. Um, and boy, a lot happens this episode, <laughs> huh? Yeah, this was a wild one. I don't even, I don't understand it. Yeah, there was a lot of pausing because multiple, like multiple stands were happening at the same time that like, we don't know yet. I, I try to take notes, but it's just like so much happens in like 10 seconds. I'm like, Mark, pause because I need to write this down. <laughs> it's, um, it's a lot. And I think that it's, there's like two stands maybe plus a not stand maybe not sure what it is exactly 
Um, I know that we start with a nice, important sort of what's happening in this corner of the world when we see Jotaro at some medical facility by the Speedwagon Corporation or Foundation. I'm sorry, let's not call them corporate. The Foundation. And he's wearing a medical suit that is stylized. Did you guys notice that his medical suit has stars on the shoulder? I didn't notice the suit. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I just don't know if they tailored it quickly for him or if the Joe stars were like, if we ever get hurt, we have these robes. Put on the star robe, yeah. please. <laughs> we, we want the star. I would love We the, don't want to look so sad. Yeah. I would love this as an alternate costume in the JoJo fighting game for Jotaro, but they didn't give him a white <laughs> hat. His hat is still purple, green, gold. Mm. And uh, just oh, he's still wearing a hat. They didn't take the hat off. Well, they, he's they in a coma, but they were like, we got to keep it well, on. You can't, you can't take the hat off. It's like surgically attached to his head. That's the thing. They're, they looked at it and they were like, I don't know. Is it. Is it his hair? Is it a hat? Who knows? Yeah. I think that hat hair fusion is Araki's like, even if he broke it, I feel like it was his guarantee that no one would ever do a live adaptation of Jojo. <laughs> For a long time, people were just like, I, I don't know. What do we do? Yeah, I don't know. I, they did do a live action with Jotaro's hat. It looked dumb. Uh, Araki was right to make it impossible. So yeah, Jotaro, there's a bunch of interesting finds here. It turns out that that Jotaro and Star Platinum are still super powerful badasses even while Jotaro is unconscious, question mark? They say that his memory is completely gone, which I think makes sense with the CD. And his muscles are atrophying. And And he's learning new words, or he's learning words, he has to learn how to speak again. Yeah, and this makes me think of like a thing that happens in video games where like you start a new save file or you lo- you lose your inventory and then you scrounge together new shit and then when you get back to your lost inventory, how does it merge it all, right? Like, what if this Jotaro mm. sans memory disk learns a bunch of English words he didn't know before? Mm. Like, perfunctory? Mm-hmm. You know, and what was the word they used this episode that, that made me lose <clears> my <throat> mind? Uh, man, It was like manipet or some shit? Pen- penament? I don't know where it is. You know, what if he learns all these new words and then he gets his memory disc back? Are they merged? Does it get overwritten? I think they get tossed. What's the conflict resolution? I'm worried. Mm. What if it gets corrupted and he's just like, like he doesn't know how to speak at all? I think it just gets merged unless there's a conflict. So if he learns a word, but he gets a different understanding of the meaning of that word, it's like a word that he already knows, but like, he kind of understands it in a different way, then I don't know. The brain has to resolve which one overwrites, mm-hmm. you know. But probably I would guess that the, the disc overwrites because it's the newest information. So I would guess that the disc overwrites whatever's there. You don't think uh, it's like Excel where it asks you every single little thing? Well, it could do that, but I don't know who it's going to ask. Like your brain doesn't really ask you if you want to throw out this memory or not. You who know? knows? Maybe it would. <laughs> But yeah, that it, it's interesting to think like, who is he now? Because if he's learning English words, could he learn a whole new personality and stuff, you know? I want to know what kind of monitor, because they have a monitor that's just like, there's a brain tab and a heart tab. Like, oh. I don't know. What was the, I don't know. The, the brain tab was like, 
how good his brain is doing. No, it's going to be like showing you the alpha waves, the beta waves, yeah, all that stuff. Also, the one doctor is super short. Yep. Yep. Super duper short. And one of them has elf ears. Oh, no, really? JoJo's. He loves doing that, this arc. <laughs> just being like, your hair is a one solid fucking object. Your ears are just cylinders. Whatever. <laughs> and they say, oh, jo- uh, Jotaro doesn't have a reason to live because he doesn't have any memories. Just sad. And he's not laying down. He's like sitting up. Mm-hmm. And then one doctor goes to like touch his head or like examine him. I thought the little guy was the doctor and the tall one was like an assistant or like a I think that's, medical student or something. Yeah, I think the little one goes to touch it because you hear him say like, doctor, don't touch him. Uh-huh. He tries to touch him and Star Platinum comes out and swings, hits a bunch of the medical equipment and somehow also scratches the word Jolene into Jotaro's arm. Araki like just watched Memento and he... <laughs> <laughs> and so he had to like somehow incorporate a reference. It feels like a memento. No, reference. people do this. People scar and tattoo names on themselves to remember things. Yeah, he didn't get a tattoo. No, he should. If he got a tattoo, then it would be memento. Memento would be yeah. It would be tattoos that are like left foot, then right foot, then left foot. It's like instructions on how to walk, <laughs> how to call your stand. Uh, yeah, this was a really complicated and strange maneuver for star platinum to do out of nowhere i guess star platinum has his own memories yeah that's the thing and star platinum always did have like he has his own voice i guess like yeah because that's i guess to also show that they reunited him with star platinum because before he lost both discs but i guess that like she was uh jolene was able to give him back the star platinum disc that's right because of savage garden the pigeon Mm -hmm. brought the disc back to them yes so yeah, they pop the disc back in. Star Platinum probably did something horrible. Yeah. There's probably a maimed Speedwagon employee somewhere. Why? Because you don't know that. Oh, if I'm near Jotaro, Star Platinum's going to hit me or something, mm. and then I'll you know you put the disc right. in. Right. Somebody had to know. be the guinea pig. Yeah, mm. it could be stopping time on these idiots. Who knows? Meanwhile, they show Jolene, and then Jolene also suddenly has her name carved into her arm. Her own name. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm Jolene. <laughs> she's like, I just know this is a message from my father. And it's like, are we we're, we're still giving Star Platinum new powers like he can fucking carve shit into your arm remotely from however the fuck far what he is. I, I was wondering, it's like, <laughs> OK, we know that there was a thing where if you were born with a stand, you have a stand. But the Joe stars have a super special bloodline where. If your grandpa gets a stand, then the bloodline gets a stand. So there's some kind of connection there. But I think we would already have run into issues if a stand gets hurt or hurts your body, then you would take the damage. For instance, Joseph Joestar is almost entirely dead in Egyptian streets at the end of part three. But Jotaro still fights Dio and manages to stop time. He learns on the fly how to stop time. Uh... But if your grandpa's stand, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this whole damage transference. Like, that, that, what the fuck is this? It's, it's a new power or something. It might be a new power. It. She says, my body tells me that I understand my father now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> is that what she says? Yeah. My body tells me. Such a weird thing to say. <laughs> I think in, in other worlds, 
in real life for a comic, if you got like an, your own name like scarred into your arm, I think it would be understandable that you conclude a lot from that. You know, that you could be like, this means my father loves me. Because people see like shapes in toast and they become religious or whatever. I guess. But in JoJo, think- it's like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a way of her to make her forgive her dad without them having to have a conversation about it. Pretty much. I think so. But he does he does care about her. But yeah, they don't want to... Araki doesn't really do that. They don't want to go deep into like whatever trauma she has about yeah. her dad. I wish they did. I wish I wish they would just have like a moment where she was like, "Dad, you were never there." And he's like, "Yeah, I, I kind of do too." You know? <laughs> yeah, they they tend to he tends to skirt dad issues like these conversations now that I think about it. Like Dio was dead, so Giorno can't have any sort of reunification with him. Uh Joseph is senile by the time he meets Josuke in part 4. He's not senile. Is he senile? Old Joseph in part 4. He might be pretending to be. We never we never really figured it out, but he's like he he's old and and he's losing it. Okay. Yeah. I don't really remember that. I thought he was like a he he was kind of there helping them and stuff. It's unclear and some people think it's it's Joseph's pr- prankster personality <laughs> coming through. Okay. That cuz he he pretends to be like, "Oh, I can't hear you. Speak up." But uh he does pretty handily save that baby. Mm. Uh you know, part one, there's like father and son stuff. And then I think like George maybe forgives Jonathan as he's like dying. Part two, J- Joseph's dad was already dead. Part three, yeah, it's like th- there's all these dad issues and they conveniently never really have to talk it out. It's mm-hmm. a good point, Miles, that in this case, oh no, your dad's a deadbeat, but he can't talk <laughs> or think. It's fine, though. I like seeing Jotaro in the hospital. I like this sort of thing. Yeah, it was a good little reminder that yeah. he's Finally, because I was like, out there. what happened to him? <laughs> Do you yeah. think he's in Florida? I, I don't know. I feel like Florida is a good place to put something like this. Speedwagon yeah. Foundation, I think, has a lot of locations, probably. So, But okay. they have to choose one important one for Kujo Jotaro. Wherever he is, it's probably far enough for a pigeon to fly to. You know, if they had to send a pigeon over. That's right, but it can't be like Malaysia. Right. I guess you could argue the pigeon could fly to like a, a UPS hub. <laughs> what, and just go like <laughs> to travel in a truck? They, they, they got, Just imagining they, the pigeon waiting in line at UPS. Yeah, yeah. Filling out a slip and like choosing bubble wrap while everyone's freaking out. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. So like the pigeon shipped it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. The pigeon pecked out the account number into their little computer. Okay. Because he doesn't have any money. He's a bird. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the pigeon selected, uh, you know, we'll pay, the destination we'll pay for. The yeah, event. yeah, yeah. The account is a recipient. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Um. All right. So then what? Then we get the intro music and stuff. And we skip that. <laughs> and then... Uh, Anastasia or Anasui. Uh, Anna, whatever. We got FF and we got uh, Jolene. Jolene, and they're all walking up the stairs. Jolene's been healed by FF's goo, plankton. Uh-huh. Yeah, everyone's goo. fine now. <laughs> everyone's fine. <laughs> it's all reset. Um, and Anasui is like, hey, FF, can you trip Jolene so that I can catch her in my arms? And we can have a moment. <laughs> he's like, I just want to hold her. And I don't this think this guy's got all the moves. And he's like, I don't think she understands that I'm the one who saved her. 
you know, which is he? I don't, I don't know if I remember. I think he is. Yeah. I mean, his his stand was the one who turned, I already forgot his name into a, a pogo stick. Kenzo into a hopping vampire, basically. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. Um, anyway, I think I'm, I, he's such a silly, he has such bad ideas and like, he's just so wrong about romance, but I really like this character. I don't know why. You think he's hot. That's why you don't care. I think he's hot and I think he's like dumb in a cute way. And so I I just, I just like it. I just like it. He just wants love. I do. I do like that. FF (laughs) says it's sexual harassment. (laughs) (laughs) She says in Japanese, if you didn't know the term in Japanese is sekuhara. Mm-hmm. which is just short for sexual harassment. They didn't have a word until they, they until, were the like, Amer- until like English speakers told them, hey, this is a thing. <laughs> they were they were like, yeah, we don't really, I don't know. It's what it, yeah. If you guys say so, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, he's like to FF, hey, you promised to cooperate with me. Like you promised to, to help me with this so that I would help you guys. So you got to do it. This is a, There's a name for this, right? Where you are like, Hey, you promised me something, and then you just keep bringing up the promise yeah. over and over, and and extend what that covers. That's so yeah. annoying. So Jolene does fall. I guess FF does trip her. Yeah. Um, Jolene oh. falls, but like uses a thread to grab onto a thing. To little bone man's arm. Little bone man's arm. Yeah, the boy with right, the bone. Right, 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 right. It's not a boy. It's a man. It's just a tiny man, right? It's a little man. It's a little man, yeah. Yeah, which I thought if, if for, for like a, a split second, I was like, oh, that's cool. It's like she doesn't need anybody to catch her. You know, she just trips, but she's like, whoop, I'm good. But instead, it's like, I don't even know if she realizes she was tripped. She just like leaned back and grabbed this boy's leg or something. Yeah. They don't like edit in her going, whoa, huh? Uh, <laughs> and then grossly, while she's tugging on the little boy's leg the or He's arm. He's not a little boy. He's a man. He's just a little man. Jackie, the chapter name is The Boy and the Bone. He's a young man. No, but he's not the boy. The boy is the green guy. Oh, you're right. That's what it is. The you're right. The boy is a little green So she thing. grabs the perfectly mature old man's arm. And then the skin falls off and you just see bone and muscle. She rips Yucky. the skin. Yeah. And they go up to him and he's saying something about sunlight and being this, weird. This was awful. This he's, was just awful. I don't know what this guy did, but I've decided he doesn't deserve this. And then his back turns all, he, his back is turned to them and it turns all long and lumpy and like mm-hmm. the bones or something's growing in there or something. And it gets really gross. And then there's a tree in him. In his mouth. Yeah. Oh, in his mouth. Yeah. It's like growing out of his mouth. He's got, I think, flowering plants L- like his on teeth, his face. His teeth are also like in the branches and stuff. And he does the little, 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 little He does the dedo, dedo. He brings it back. <laughs> Yay. Good old Kakyoin reference. And in his eyes, there's gr- he's growing f- some flowers. Also, though, before when... I'm sorry, but Jolene grabs him, and she doesn't mean to pull the skin off, but the skin starts coming off. Yeah. But then as he's escaping, FF shoots him in the arm a few times. And my feeling was, yes, he has the bone that you guys want, but did he do anything to you... Yeah, he's just interested in the bone. He's just a like adult. That's a good he point. He's like, what's this cool he, thing? He didn't start and fighting he them. He got shot for it. He didn't start fighting them or anything. It's a very American response to to perceived property theft, perhaps, you know? 
They could have just been like, hey, give me that bone. And maybe he would have been like, okay. <laughs> maybe. They could have reasoned with him, but they just shoot him and fucking rip his skin. But maybe they're now all wet and being controlled by that stand that makes you want to murder everyone. Oh, Survivor? Yeah. God, I have thoughts on that <laughs> that stand user. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so but Maybe that's why they were so aggro toward <laughs> could be. poor could bone be. man. It's true. Uh, yeah, by the way... um. I thought maybe the tree grew out of his mouth because he swallowed a watermelon seed. But probably not. I thought it was because he was Daisy Head Maisie. Who is that? The Dr. Seuss story. Oh, not familiar. Never heard of it. We should be. So it's just about a girl who uh, has a daisy grow out of her head. um, And then she slowly becomes a plant and the plant births a green baby with a star on its back. No, you're lying. You're making up shit. (laughs) You had me there first. I was like, oh my God, that's that must be where he got this from. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, so sorry, Jackie. So this this guy fucking bursts into a tree, basically. Right. Little, right. Pri- little Prizo. Right. Um, and Anasui is like, hey, everybody, stand back. This seems to be a stand. We shouldn't touch him. And then we look around, we see a bunch of other inmates are also like just like on the ground with like flowers and plants and trees growing out of them. So a bunch of inmates are also turning into a, it's just a forest. Then meanwhile, we see some uh, some other guy. He starts narrating and I'm like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" But you start just seeing what's in his head. He's kind of just like We've seen him. The guy with the helmet? We've seen him multiple times. What? Yes, I kept calling it a pith helmet. Um, this is the only episode where I remember seeing him. Miles, have you seen this man before? Yeah, he shows up with Kenzo. Like like he's randomly like lurking in the back with him. They show when they in a first, different episode? Yes. When they first show Survivor, they show the babe with the bikini top. They show Kenzo, oh. little prisoner, this guy. Then they show again at the beginning of Dragon's Dream. He's standing next to Kenzo. Uh I'm wrong, it's not a pith helmet. Some pith helmets do have spikes, but they're more like safari hats. According to the JoJo wiki, and I agree, this is more like a pickle halba or like a pickle helmet uh, that the Prussian army would use. And some ceremonial helmets still have this spike on it. But uh, it's a pickle halba. Uh, okay, well, he starts narrating some stuff. I wrote down what's the one he dropped, but I don't know what that means. So we'll just skip over that. You don't know what he dropped? I wrote down, what's the one he dropped? Hmm. It's probably a typo somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so then um, Anasui is like, hey, don't take another step because... Oh, he, he tells Jolene not to take another step because Jolene had a flower flowers on her face. And he was like, hey, come back here. Don't go into the sunlight. And so he's like, let me inspect you. And he inspects her face and he gets real close to her open mouth and smells it. He also nibbles on the... Oh, that's later, right? I don't know. Yeah, he sniffs her breath. Yeah, it's weird. Um, yes, and he he nibbles on the flower, and I was like, "Oh is yeah, this hot." <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I think it might be. <laughs> be funny if he made a noise if he went like yeah 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 yeah. He, do, he, he, do, he does that later to see if it's part of her body or not. Like yeah, if, it, if which, it has blood in it. You've got ten fingers, buddy. You could have used those. Yeah, don't have to nibble on everything. Uh, you see, he wanted to. And then, meanwhile, the bone is like kind of rolling away, and the bone looks like like the plants are kind of moving it. But I, my impression here, I kind of felt like the bone was alive. Did anybody else get the feeling that the bone was alive? 
I did not. But I, I feel mean, like this bone is being born by fate. I think the bone has a stand. Remember <gasps> that um, the Limp Bizkit stand user um, did try to resurrect Dio from the bone because Pucci asked him to. And he yes. did. He's like, I already tried it and the bone's gone. And then Dio's, uh, Pucci's hand explodes and stuff. So mm. I'm not saying the bone is alive. I think it's alive. There's a case for it, certainly. I think the bone has a stand. I think the bone stand is using people to make plants, to make little green guys. And then that little green baby is going to be a green Dio. A green Dio. (laughs) That's a reference to the American punk band? Green Dia? Yeah. Okay. Green Dia. Green and Dia, yeah. Oh boy. Um, so let's see. I really wish this bone had a, a band with it, and we could say this was, you know, and it was Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah. Eh, I shoehorned that really bad. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Bone. It's okay. Anyway, is the plant power Jorno's power? I yeah, you did kind of get that vibe, right? Like the idea of plants growing out of stuff it's like well jordan did that he made a tree appear and he sat in it mm-hmm. and the tree reflected the damage yeah so yes but it's not jordan's power because it's dio it's his daddy it'd be weird if it were dio's power too because yes jordan was his son but dio is a vampire but it would just be he's weird. not anymore he's a bone now but a dead guy's <laughs> bone shouldn't make life spring forth I always Why say. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I think this is his way of trying to clone himself from the bone, you know? Was not Eve born from Adam's rib, Mark? Not by my... Def- I, hmm. No. That's okay. not what happened. I have my own Bible. <laughs> they redeemed Apocrypha. Moving on. I was, I was shook by this little green baby. Uh, we're not quite there yet, so... Uh, what? Where are we? Where are we? Okay, so now Anastasia puts one of the flowers in his mouth. He bites um, it. He nibbles it. He, he 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 starts taking them off her face, but they still grow. They still keep or growing. Or is this when he jumps inside her with diver down and then p- pushes out one of the plants? FF is like, yeah, and then he's like, wait, these plants might be part of her. So then he nibbles on it and is like, wait, I shouldn't keep popping these off because yeah. they're, they're her. He nibbles on it and he's like, they're filled with chlorophyll, not blood. It's just a plant. And then he's like, the s- sunlight will accelerate the growth. So oh, don't okay. go into the sunlight. And then they're like, wait, where's the bone? And then they don't see the bone anymore, like at all, I think, for the rest of the episode. Instead, we see this child who uh, is who has the Joestar star. Dun, dun, dun. Um... And yeah, it's it's a green child, green little toddler looking. It's thing. like in the roots under the tree, one of the trees. There's a little fetus looking thing with a with a star in its. Why back. does it have the Joe Star star? Because it's Dio. It's Dio trying to make a new body for himself. It's the Dio bone, bone Dio. I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> um, this and- is such a weird thing too. It's bizarre. Okay, okay, and then, then they show the title card here where the stand name is Yaya Ma. Uh-huh. And the stand master is Da-ang? It looks like it's saying Dang, but it's... It's Dang. It's D-N-G. D-N-G? Dolce & Gabbana? Correct. 
Okay. By the way, I really love looking up these fashion brands and mm-hmm. then just scrolling to the controversies section. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. Every single fashion brand has had a racism issue. Uh, Dolce & Gabbana did some like stupid Asian stereotype crap. Uh, and then in 2015, I think, they were like, we don't think same-sex adoption should be a thing. And we don't think... Uh, they didn't. They don't believe in surrogacy or in vitro they just, anything. What, they say it like in the middle of a fashion show or like. Yeah, who asked in, Dolce or Gabbana? <laughs> some some Italian magazine asked them, but it's also just like who's them though? Like Dolce and Gabbana. Those are like the real people, the real Stefano designers. Dolce or Stefano Gabbana and asshole fuckhead who cares? Okay, Dolce. I mean, this, these these fashion things are all fucking stupid. They're all fucking sinful idiots making gold sneakers. And regular shit for $800 more than it should cost. So as for why do we ask them for their opinions, I have no fucking idea. But DNG is an iconic fashion brand from only 1985. So really, are they that iconic? Mm-hmm. I feel like every other fashion brand, you're like, holy shit, 1890. But Dolce & Gabbana I've actually heard of, whereas a lot of these I haven't. Yeah. So I don't know. You haven't heard of Guccio? <laughs> I have heard of Gucci. Okay. Do you know who Yo-Yo Ma is? Is he like a basketball player or something? Nope. <laughs> You're thinking of Yao Ming. Okay. You might be thinking of different uh, Chinese American. Can I call Yao Ming Chinese American? I guess I can. Different though. Yeah. He, he was Chinese American for the time he was here, does, I guess. Does Yo-Yo Ma play an instrument? He plays like a violin or something. He, he plays, plays like a cello. cello. A cello. He plays the cello. He's an American cellist. Um, I didn't really know much about him. I thought I was like, that was only for like classical heads, but he did. I don't know if it was like a, a wired expert video. He did one of those like, you know, wired or, or variety YouTube channel videos. And he's very entertaining. Actually. I remember thinking that. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. No relation. Yeah. I was going to ask if you knew anything about him because you guys do share a last name. Yeah. Well, mine comes from Italy and his comes from China. Oh, okay. Well, if you're Italian, then can I can I ask you if you have any info on Dolce and Gabbana, how they got started, and why they're so stupid? No. Okay. Did you do any research on any of the the references this episode? No. <laughs> <laughs> I do right. play uh, Yo Yo Ma for my kid to help him calm down before bed. Oh. Oh, that's nice. Is the, so what's the music like? It's just cello. There's no words. Yeah, it's okay. uh, yeah. the The thing I play his most famous recording is he does uh, the Bach cello suites, which yeah. one of them the 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 first one in G is very very famous. You hear it in Eva, mm. and like everywhere too. Okay. Yeah, he's a cellist, not necessarily like a composer or anything. So, yeah, some of his biggest stuff are the cello pieces that already existed, uh, but he's very mm-hmm. good at them. Why is he so famous? Uh, well, he was a child prodigy. Oh, so he started playing as a very cool. young kid. Why he's so famous, I don't know. He has, according to Wikipedia, 19 Grammys. Wow. So In what he's really, really good at the cello. In what category? <laughs> probably classical. Probably wow. classical performance, classical album of the year or whatever. Because I can't name any other like famous... Well, I mean, I couldn't really name him either, honestly. But like, <laughs> like other famous... like. In players of an instrument 
like a classical instrument. You know, he's also collaborated with uh, Bobby McFerrin, Carlos Santana, James Taylor. Yeah, he's had like crossover success beyond classical mm-hmm. music, which is, I think, why he's an especially famous classical musician. Oh, he worked with Ennio Morricone. Oh, he has recorded. Okay, he has recorded the good, the bad, and the ugly themes and stuff. Okay, but I don't think he was on the original compositions. Why did? Why do you think Araki picked him for this stand name? How? What does it have to do with the stand? Nothing, as usual. Nothing. Okay. Yeah. I like that the stand. Well, w- did, did this stand show up? Because this stand just fucking shows up. I thought because this is the green man i thought because it's green and i read this 16 years ago i thought this man with the pickle halb point on his head this little turtle stand i thought this was like a quick evolution of the baby yeah uh i thought it like instantly grew up into a i green was wondering guy. that too and um I also wonder just in general, what happened to evolution stands? We've only seen like two and they were all in, in the in part four, right? No. We haven't seen that many evolution stands. Part Well, part five, you've got requiem stands. Oh, wait, all I'm over sorry, the place. Not, not part four, part, part five. Yeah, you have some requiem stands in part five. I mean, the big evolution one was part four's echoes. Um, oh. And Kira's fucking killer queen keeps doing new stuff. Wait, wait, so wait. What, sorry, what were the part five ones then? Gold Experience stabs itself with an arrow and turns into Gold Experience Requiem. Oh. Uh, Silver Chariot turns into a completely different power where it flips everyone's bodies. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, aside of that, I'm trying to think of what other... But then they stopped. They didn't do any of that for part six. And we're, we're still pretty early in part six, I would argue. Okay, fine. Um, But yeah, are there any evolution stands? I don't think so. I don't think anybody is screaming at their podcast device right now. Well, whatever. So, anyway, so Jolene is like, she she's staring at this child, this little green child, and she's like, well, you know, people find vegetables shaped like other stuff all the time. And they're like, oh, this vegetable looks like my grandpa or whatever. So you're saying she's looking at the fetus, the bait, the baby. It's, it's not like a fetus. It's like a child. Well, to me, every time you it's say like a, child, I think of the short stand. It's like a three year old. But you're you meaning the little? You think it's a three year old? How old is that baby? It's a little kid. Well, it's just in the I little. I don't think glass. it's born yet. It's just sitting there. But it doesn't look like a fetus to me. It doesn't look like a baby. baby. I mean, it's big. I will it's give bigger. you that. It's big. but it's, It is big, but I think it's still baking. It's like in a little sack under the tree. Uh-huh. It is. So I don't know. I just thought but of that anyway, as But anyway, Jolene is looking at that little green baby and is like, oh, yeah, but you know, it's it's probably just a vegetable. You know, they're, they're, people always find vegetables that are shaped like- She cites an onion that looks like a tit. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Um, some light fixtures look like tits. Oh yeah. Babies do you have any in your home? Love them. Uh, I think we do. The one up here is the dome light style, which sucks ass, but it doesn't have a nipple on it. Okay. So I'm gonna go with no oh, on yeah. this one. Babies do love them. She takes uh, she takes the child, the green child, and uh, she's like, I will not let White Snake have it because he probably wants it. I don't know why she thinks that. So she thinks, I guess she thinks the bone is in this baby. This is a bone baby. That's what I'm, that's my leading theory. I don't know if she believes that, but yeah. she does believe that White Snake wants it. So I guess so. Well, she knows White Snake wanted the bone. Yeah. Well, they, we don't, we haven't seen like the bone turn into 
that. There's a lot of missing connective tissue here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And again, this compounded for me the fact that that the Yo-Yo Ma stand just shows up and you're like, hello. Yeah. Hi, guy. (laughs) Why are you being friendly? So then they see a a little man with a bowl cut kind of hair cut and and a bald spot. And his name is Guccio. He looks like a poor man's Bruno. Like a very, very poor man's Bruno. Like Bruno, if he really fell off the wagon. Right. He, yeah, he has like long side bangs that kind of frame his face, but then yeah. he shaved a bald spot, it looks like. Oh, it's shaved? I thought it was mm-hmm. just he had a bald spot. I think there's stubble there. Okay. His face is kind of withered. He has a jumpsuit that has a missing, like like a, a midriff piece. No, he has like a sexy cutout for his belly and for yeah. and for his hips. Yes. Yeah, he's dressed weirdly sexy. And then for like such a like old man looking char- tiny character. But what I want to point out about it specifically is that it says survivor on his little jumpsuit. <laughs> but he was not born with this stand. It's not like Why not? Because we know where he got survivor from. Where did he know- get it? Let me finish saying. Oh, that's right. Okay. That survivor was the innkeeper's stand. Oh, right, 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 right. And then Pucci was like, "Can I have that stand?" and Dio was like, "Yeah, I don't know." So we know that he got the stand secondhand. Did he then immediately think like, this is such a cool stand. I'm going to sew myself a little jumpsuit that says Survivor on it. Did Pucci get this jumpsuit off the previous user who had a sexier body? <laughs> and then was like, you have to wear it, gucci I don't know. He just bought it online. He was like, no, I got to match this. I got, I'm going to own it. Maybe he yeah, maybe the Destiny's like merch- Child song. Yeah. <sighs> Or maybe it was merch from a Survivor concert in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Probably had to use some, you know, cleaner on that thing. So his, is his name in Japanese Gucci or is he Guccio? He's Guccio. Okay. Any, okay. Uh, any guesses on the references? I guess it's Gucci, but... Yeah. Why, why the fashion brand Gucci. Why didn't they just call him Gucci? It's, it's Gucci. Guccio. Yeah, actually, looking at it now, it's actually Guccio in Japanese. And yes, Gucci is is an Italian fashion designer who is from the late 19th century. And uh, Jojo actually did a crossover promo thing with Gucci. Who did? Jojo. Like, really? Oh. There's something called, it's, I don't know if it's an, I think it's an art book called Jolene Fly High with Gucci. And so it's Jolene in Gucci fashion. I think mm, he drew that's it. so cool. Um, yeah, I think it was also, it may have been an in-person exhibit thing where you could go look at it. But yeah, it's pretty sick. Why didn't we go? Well, it was years and years ago. And uh, mm-hmm. we're very the, old. That's the big reason. Why didn't we go to any of the new JoJo shit that's happening? I don't know, man. If they do oh, like fucking know. JoJo at MoMA or something, you better drive your ass up here. We're going. <laughs> Get in, losers. We're going to weeb heaven. <laughs> anyway so Guccio is like I don't want to turn into a plant and he's just being like an annoying little baby well, about it's funny it because <laughs> he's like he's like first everyone got bloated and then everyone turned into a plant like he's been watching you know the fact that that Kenzo somehow made everybody very moist and then they turned into trees yeah yeah and so then um, I think it's on a sweet touches Guccio's upper tummy where the cutout is yeah it's and i weird. don't remember why that is i just noted that that why is he, he says, why is he wearing this i don't understand what happens to this man 
like from here on out. Okay. So what happens here is Anasui touches his his bare skin. His little tummy. And he says, you know, the human body has 12 ribs, male or female, blah, blah, blah. Just wanted you to know that. And you're free to go. And Gucci's like, cool. While Anasui was touching Gucho, Gucci, his diver down went in there and somehow, I don't know how, turned his ribs into a spring-loaded trap. Uh, you know, we know that he turned Kenzo's bones into springs in the last episode. So okay. mm. somehow he turned him into a trap. Gucho then walks away and is talking about how he's going to get out or something. And then this guy with the pith helmet, I'm sorry, this guy with the pickle hub named Dang, D-N-G. <laughs> D-N-G. It goes to touch him and f- through his back, a bunch of the the ribs all pop out and like really lacerate, really fuck up DNG's arm. Uh, and I think it says that Gucho is now beyond repair, beyond recovery. Yeah, not yeah. His rib cage is blown open. Oh, uh, somebody said he could be okay. Oh, the 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 survivor guy, uh, Guccio is like, I'm only here because I was told to cause a fight here with the survivor stand, but I'm finally outside now. So this is like when it's revealed that he's the survivor stand user. Yes, and he walks away, and I think it does leave the uh, the little survivor. And then and then thingy. and then it says uh, Guccio stand name survivor beyond recovery. <laughs> And I also Why? once I again understand. felt where I'm like, oh, I feel bad. I, you know, he didn't really do anything wrong. He just made everyone want to kill each other, which is not good. I guess this is like saying Charles Manson never killed anyone. Anyway, but. Well, it's like a passive stand. Can he actively. He can't like target people. He just has to like be in the area, right? Yeah, yeah. Because if he could actively target people, it would be more useful to in Dio's opinion. He probably targets people and then gets the fuck out of there because, you know, people don't try to kill him. No, he. Do- I don't think he does target people. It just goes on the ground. And if well, I mean, I mean, you know, he, he targets an area and then he kind of leaves. But he was there. I mean. Or hides. He can't. Yeah, he has he, to hide. He has to hide. So, I, but I was a little bit like, oh, he didn't deserve that to happen to his ribs. Honestly, he's a psycho. But it does say he was in prison for sexual assault. So I'm not saying that, you know, I, I believe in vigilante justice, but I feel a little less bad mm. that this... This little freaky guy with his cutouts turned into a booby trap. There's some horror movie level shit, though. Yeah. Meanwhile. Why didn't they just kill him? Like, why Why did they say beyond recovery? They, uh, since like the middle of part three and, well, parts of part four where people blow up, Araki has done a lot more beyond recovery stuff. Retired and beyond recovery. And yeah, I don't like it either. I think people should die. <laughs> Damn. Meanwhile, there's a green guy eating the green, also green child's as a fruit. I wrote down fruit. He just like pops it in his mouth, right? Yeah. And I don't know. Diver Dan goes into his body to get the fruit out. <laughs> Diver Dan. What's his name? Da- Dapper Dan? It's Diver Down. Diaper Dan. But it's... It, Diaper Dan is better. Diaper Dan. What about Diaper Dan? Di- that's way worse. <laughs> to crank it back. I'll, I'll call it whatever you want as long as it's not di- Diaper Dan, please. <laughs> I like that when when uh, when Anasui talks to uh, Diver Dan, uh, it has like the, the sound effects of a diver underwater like the and the mm. oxygen tank sort of rumbling. I really enjoyed that. 
I wish it was just incomprehensible. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> like it does talk to Anasui and he's like, and Anasui is too polite to tell his stand. He doesn't know what he's saying. He's just like, ah, mm, mm, oh, okay. Um, And they're like, ew, he smells bad. I guess the green guy smells bad. Which is fucked. And then the green dude is like, uh, oh yeah, deeper. <laughs> and then he starts sucking. Yeah, his, he's he likes it. weirdly horny about Diver Dan penetrating him. Yeah, and he's like sucking his thumb. I thought he, by the way, wasn't he like face down and his ass was up at this point? So I think Diver Down like went in his asshole. That's what I thought. I didn't notice that. Oh. I thought he went like in his asshole and he's like deeper. Um, they so, all they all try to hurt this fucking guy and he just doesn't care. He's like super weird. He builds a chair and then he licks Jolene's shoe. He's be polishing them. How else do you polish a shoe? He's like, my stand user is Dang. Dang. In the manga. Wait, do we see Dang? Dang's the pickle helmet, the, the pointy helmet guy. You keep seeing pickle helmet. Pickle halba. That's the, the pointy helmet guy. The helmet guy, okay. The guy who gets his arm ripped up by okay. Trap Guccio and then cries for his mommy. Okay. Yeah, Which is understandable. Such a baby about it. God. I don't like them. People on the internet are like, oh, and he's, a bil- he's also a crybaby. Like, his arm exploded. It's true. What would you do? But yeah, he's like, my stand user is dang, put it in deeper, daddy, or something. <laughs> and then fucking FF just comes up to him and shoots him in the head. Like This is my favorite part of the episode. Point blank, just like shoots him in the side of the head. And it's great without any warning. It's such a cold execution. I, I, I love this. And then FF is like, come on, let's go. <laughs> no, FF is like, it's, it's, it's a remote stand. Uh, and then the guards are coming, so uh, we got to go. Uh, let's let's find a way to get the green child out of its belly. Um, and then I don't know what happens to FF, but they all get get on a boat with the green guy. FF stays there because they want one of them, one of the Jolene Joe Bros, to stay behind and look for the user of this stand. Mm. But meanwhile, the stand is being helpful to them. He, he's calling an Anasui master. So he's like listening to whatever Anasui says. And he knows a bunch of random stuff. He um, does know a bunch of random stuff. And they cut some things out that were in the manga. For instance, in the manga, when he's like, would you like a chair that I made for you? Would you like me to polish your shoes? He's also like, would you like to do this matchstick puzzle? And I don't know if I should describe it to you guys because that might be really boring for an audio medium. But Araki puts in a picture of matches and says, can you make these matches by adding one match? Can you make this resemble a number less than two? Oh. And then like at the end of the chapter, he posts a picture of the solution. Oh, that's cute. And due to poor translation, the fan translation of this comic, the solution makes no fucking sense. <laughs> I looked up the, the, the raw frames and I was like, yeah, that is what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll so post funny. it along with the episode if I remember. What are you laughing at, Miles? Just that he, it just didn't make any sense. That's funny to me. I, there was a whole like I don't know like if it whoever was translate whoever translated it didn't get like didn't understand how to solve the puzzle so All they right. were like fuck it I'm gonna tell you guys basically it's matches laid out like a one and a two with matchsticks right so mm-hmm. imagine a, a vertical line mm-hmm. matchstick and then like a Z shaped three matchsticks laid down right making it like a two mm-hmm. do you know what I mean picture one horizontal yeah. one diagonal one horizontal mm-hmm. and it's like can you add a matchstick to make this less than two and the answer is if you put a match vertical, like mm-hmm. facing you as though you're looking down at the one and the two, mm-hmm. 
it looks like a decimal point. Mm. And therefore, it is 1.2, which is okay. less than 2. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I guess whoever did the translation thought the dot was in the middle and that it was a multiplication thing. Mm. So they translated it as though putting the one match is like putting an X. So then you have one times two, which is still two. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> therefore not correct. And all these people on this like Quora-like website were going like, yeah, I don't know how you could do it, but if you if you put a slash here, then it's one half. And then other people are like, yeah, if you broke it up, you could make it like an X. And I'm just looking at the original frame like it's clearly supposed to be a decimal point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point is I'm very smart. Smarter than all these people from 10 you, years you ago. You are really smart. Thank you, Miles. Um, And yeah, I don't know. They get on this boat. And then FF looks like she's dying. Um, And they're... Well, they always look like that. They're being attacked what, somehow. What happened to FF? And I don't know what it's doing to her. But. FF's jaw is like off. And the plankton black blood is coming out of their face. And FF is like... That stand is not what they think it is. They need to yeah. be careful. Yeah. So wait, are they leaving the island? They're leaving the, the, the ward to get away from the stand? To get away from the guards. But they know they're like, stay back here and fight the enemy stand user. But they're taking the stand with them. Because the, inside the stand is the fruit that they want to get out. The, okay. The child. Yeah, they want that baby Okay. Bone. Okay. So they're just playing along with it. Because it's helping, but also because they need to get out that that baby. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also thought it was weird that we were like, FF, you stay here even though the sirens are going off and, yeah. I don't know, the guards are coming. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I would be mad if I were FF. Yeah. So, this was a really weird ep, and it's like, it drastically increases the weirdness of the season. It's it was so weird. I love it. Yeah, JoJo's like back. <laughs> I also um so I I don't remember. I think they do say it in this episode. I don't know if they drive it home, but did, did they say something about how you have to look at the stand? You have to look at this pointy-haired helper stand. Well, FF says don't turn your back on mm. him. Okay, yeah. So Araki's stand comment is on Yo-Yo Ma the stand. The essence of horror where you, th- where you think, I can't look away, is the main idea behind this stand. Its design comes from the forest fairies that appear in Grimm's fairy tales. I don't know if that's true. Doesn't look like a fairy in anybody's folk tales, but whatever. Maybe he's still referring to its stand mechanics. There's a, a removed flashback uh, in the manga where Jolene, they show Jolene's first arrest for larceny and carjacking. I think that we were robbed. I want to see more pre-jail crime Jolene. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have taken that yeah, from Yeah, I'm us. sad we don't have that either. Right. The word that they use here for something is empenage. Empenage? I don't know. A crazy word I've never seen. I've never heard that word either. Nuts. And also, while I was looking up, the, I was trying to find the matchstick puzzle desperately. I was like, no one's talking about it. I eventually did, but on the way there, I found a website by a comic artist, or I don't know what exactly they are, someone named Bogleach, bogleach.com. One of the things they do is they review monsters and insects from media, and a few years ago, I think it was 2017, they did a JoJo Halloween month where every day 
they reviewed a different monster grotesque stand. And for the 31st, the last day of their JoJo Halloween, it was Yo-Yo Ma. Uh, mm-hmm. And they gave the design and the, the power five out of five stars. This person seemed very impressed by the JoJo stand designs and stuff. And they have a, they have a pretty live uh, comment section at the bottom of every page. And this was before the anime. You know, so keep in mind, this is not, not a super obscure manga, but not one of the bigger ones. And just a lot of people talking about the stands and stuff. So if you, if you appreciate stand design and want to see what this person who's weirdly into monsters thinks are the 30, 31 grossest JoJo stands, uh, we'll have a link to that in the description or the tweet. Uh, but it was interesting. Do you guys have a nomination for another stand you think is monstrous, like another stand that feels like a horror movie? If you can think back. I didn't ask you this before we recorded. I feel like I always say, like, Yukako stand because it feels like a Jinjito thing. But something that, like... Death 13, that's, yep. a, that's Nightmare on Elm That was one of his reviews. He didn't, yeah. he didn't think... It, uh, they... I don't know. I don't know their gender. They, they didn't uh, think that one was all that original. But I really like yeah. when Death 13 cries eyeballs into Kakyoin's mouth. thought that was cool. Miles, you got anything? Mm. I liked um the like the poisony stand from part five. Oh yeah, oh, purple yeah. haze. Purple haze is that right? Yeah. yeah, that's purple haze. I I didn't I didn't see all of of Bogleach's, uh picks for for their Halloween, but I I'm guessing that's on there. That that stand is gross. Cream is pretty scary looking. Cream is. Oh yeah. yeah. I love I like yeah I like cream. I like cream's little side horns. I mean um, the ghost dad photographer situation could be a horror movie. <laughs> I, it could be a horror movie, but it's not a monster, you know, like a grotesque, like like a creature. Well, what about Gross Dad? I guess. Gross Dad's not even a stand. Gross Dad it, is Not sad. a stand, but it is a gross monster. But it doesn't do anything. It just cries. What about Shigechi? That's a person. <laughs> He's not gross. a monster. <laughs> he is gross. A gross person. Um, he also put in there Metallica, the risotto stand that is little tiny Hattifatiners with scars on them, little tiny Moomin monsters. I don't remember this. That that make razor blades appear out of your blood. Oh. Remember how he, remember we talked about it last week, He he's the one who almost kills the boss in part five, but when you see his stand, it's little tiny like ghost looking things that have scars on them, mm. and their design is apparently inspired by the Hattifatners, a monster from Moomins. Okay. A lot of reference chains happening on uh, on the podcast this week. Uh, yeah, overall, uh, a good episode, I think. Yeah, I'm into it. I thought it was I'm weird. I'm very confused. I want to watch the next episode and then rewatch this one again. It's, uh, so that I know what's happening. Yeah, and I want a clearer look at, I mean, I remember to a degree what it looks like, but I want you guys, I guess, to get a clearer look at this baby or fetus. Because I think it's cool, but we don't really see it. We just see a star. Mm-hmm. And we wonder... Maybe it's like a little Frieza. Who knows? Frieza? Yeah. You know, Frieza kind of looks fetus, fetal. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. From Dragon Balls. All right. Folks, you can find us on Twitter if you have short, meaningful things. Act They don't have to be meaningful. If you have things you want to throw at us, you can find us at JJBpod. If you can explain to me how uh, Star Platinum was able to carve Jolene's name into Jolene from away and i pray that it did not stop time to do that <laughs> what an emo stand sit there and carve a name into its 
Gross. Um, <laughs> uh, there is a fan-run Discord that we'll have a link to in the description for this episode. There's some nice listeners chat about JoJo or other shit. And again, you can email us explanations or JoJo things we didn't know. Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com is the place to do that. Folks, we will talk to you next week when we look at episode 20 of Stone Ocean, whose title I'm about to find out. I was looking at Guccio's page. Uh, next, yeah, next week, we will be watching episode 20 of Stone Ocean called FF The Witness. Okay. Dun, dun. A lot of FF happening. Everything's yeah. coming up. <laughs> All right. Fighters. Everyone... Remember not to touch any plants until you look it up in your field guide. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.